Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily. These are a few of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, obviously, we reflected on the football, as you'd imagine. That's right, yeah. You helped us out with uh, a special uh, experience that we were uh, looking to get off the ground. That's that right, yeah. Idea. That, that worked, yeah. And Fun. indeed, your alternative presenters for the Generation game. Uh, Tom Rosenthal came in. Yeah, he was good. The actor and comedian and Arsenal fan. He's in Plebs, which is back tonight. We spoke to a world record holder. We did, yeah, yeah. Not strictly sport, but he brought it back to sport, which was good of him. And Don't Ask Me, which uh, was uh, thrilling. Thrilling. So here it is. Six minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. And I'll just give him the nine million and get him out the door. It already <laughs> cost thirty million. Nine million is that much he get if he leaves Antonio? Conte? Well, until he gets another job, and if he gets another job, no, nine million. Yeah, but he'll get another job. In Would the you be hurry to get another job? It, it, someone offers. If someone says to you, yeah. Antonio, thanks doing a couple of hours. Well, he's wrecked work. his reputation, so I think he needs another job because at the moment he is no. getting he is getting away with murder. This is the thing, though, Andy. Though, look, this is not a, critici- a criticism of the fans, but the, the way that Chelsea often hire and fire means that managers leave that club and they don't often have their reputation tarnished because they say because mm. it allows him to sit in an interview with someone and say, "We know what Chelsea's like. It's like a medieval court or or the equivalent mm. of." So it gets him off the hook. I would thought anybody that knows anything about football will know that he is not blameless. This is a battle between him and Abramovich. Started off as a game, started mm. off as a trying to get him to pay him off. It didn't happen, and now it's cost the club and it's cost everybody. You know, it's cost him his reputation because he, he's either become this. I think he's made it. It's become self-fulfilling. I mean, yeah. he just can't see what's in front of him. I mean, I'm looking at my notes yesterday, and basically I've written, uh, get Giroud on, the ball's not sticking, Morata's getting tired, this needs that. And, of course, about two minutes later, three minutes later, there you go, the inevitable happens, Cahill makes an error, and they score. Mm. Yeah, of course, Chelsea had 23 attempts on goal, and West Ham only had two, but, you know, it's the ones that go in that count. You know, so... That's the way it is. I, I just, I just think the fans have really, really had enough of it. You know, they just had enough of him. Not, I mean, <laughs> why keep picking Fabregas and drink water? What yeah. is and, and Kante rather mm. and ignoring drink water? What, what's that about? That's not anybody else's fault. That's Conte's fault. You know, it's ridiculous to keep anybody, any other team that had lost five out of the last seven. Managers would be making changes. Yeah, yeah. Players in the squad would be saying, well, hang on a minute, Gaff, I, I want a turn because we're not obviously winning. We're not doing very well. Oh, no, keep picking the same team. Keep picking the same team, whatever happens. Mm. 
you know, get Emerson to warm up for 40 minutes. Why don't you just, sl- why don't you just punch him in the face? You might as well. <laughs> Honestly, he's getting away that with it. That would murder. get talked about. That is what annoys <clears throat> me about Conte. Yes, the players have got something to answer for, but he is getting away with murder and, and really is... <clears throat> absolutely as poor as poor can be right. and there's no doubt that it's all you know all of this is down to him well look it's pretty tight at the bottom and it's getting tighter after the weekend I mean I, I obviously I saw Stoke in action uh, the other day and yeah they were unlucky Stoke I thought they were pretty decent very unlucky, and they yeah. could have easily have, have got a draw at least they didn't catch Spurs in a particularly good down they played very well so Saints didn't look too terrible yesterday. They gave away a bit of a soft uh, third, which they could have done without. Yeah. Um, Albion, I think we all know, are doomed. But Palace and Huddersfield got results. I mean, it's going to be really interesting down the bottom, isn't it? I think. Because yeah. anybody could still Arsenal get something. Uh, Arsenal players and Arsenal say, oh, we've got to catch Chelsea. You think, oh, yeah, so much better finishing fifth and sixth. <laughs> Who cares? You're better off finishing eighth. And you are finishing fifth or sixth. You are. You really? You're not, well, you're not in the Europa League, which ruins your weekends, ruins your league chances. What's the point of it? Oh, OK. Um, now, um, Sam Allardyce, um, as we all know, took off Wayne Rooney the other day. Wayne wasn't mm. best pleased, but he, he backed it up with the stats, didn't he? Because yeah. he never gets that credit, doesn't he? He's, an old, he's got the, an old-school manager's body and demeanour. Oh, no, he's, he's, he's like the Matrix. But, he's well into all that. The brain of, of, a, uh, of a kind of very much a cutting-edge manager. So he sits there with his uh, laptop and he's seeing all the stats come through and he see Wayne's maybe not covering as much ground as he should. So off he comes and the stats back him up. It's not just his gut feeling. He's got the numbers uh, in real time. So I was thinking, well, maybe he needs a makeover. If, if Sam had a bit of a... It may have still time for him. But do you think if Sam had like... If he grew his hair quite long, if it was shoulder-length hair... Beard like mine. Yeah, and a, maybe a goatee and some little round glasses. No one ever questioned the fact he was standing there with a laptop on the touchline, would he? I mean, no, maybe, maybe stop chewing the gum. I don't think the gum thing takes you back to being old school, doesn't it, really? <laughs> Putting another stick of Wrigley's in. I'm not sure. The thing about Wayne, though, is... I, I made a note that he basically... They want to check his eyesight. It seems there's something wrong with it. You can't seem to make like, the simplest pass. You, yeah. You, or, and you think, is that I, what is that? I think he needs glasses. Well, I think he might. <laughs> it might be the problem. That would look great, <laughs> wouldn't it? I mean, he's, he's walked out on the pitch with more hair than he had the week before, so an extra pair of glasses not going to upset anybody. Imagine the day. That, that was a very strange comment. They said, oh, Pogba's got massive potential. You think, potential costs 95 million. Yeah. I would hope he had some potential. Yeah. <laughs> more than potential. Ridiculous. I thought, I, you know, I, I, well and the done. blue hair. I mean, that was that yeah. could so have backfired. He was he was fortunate that he got the two goals. Yeah. Otherwise, people would have it did. I mean, it did, slaughtered. It did strike me. It was a great recovery by United, but it was that classic two mm. 0 being a dangerous scoreline. Had it been four 0 which it should mm. have been, if uh, Sterling could have finished oh, probably, yeah. then they, there was no way Panic back for them. Well, they were. I mean, look, they did brilliantly to come back, but two 0 has been proven over years not always the most difficult scoreline to come back from because as soon as you get one and the other team wasted out full of chances they think oh hello so that often happens it's not the first mm. time you've seen that in a game so had it been 4-0 which it should have been when they were completely outclassed in the first half that would have been it wouldn't it so absolutely there was a, quite an element yeah. of luck in yeah that. you can question United's style but you can't question their spirit and you can't question Mourinho's ability to change no. the game they came back against Chelsea they came back against Palace they came back against City you know, they keep doing it. It's not mm. a coincidence. No. They've got a good spirit. It's just the football is so terrible, except when they decide to go for it. And when they go for it, they look at so much a better team, which yeah. may be something that they'll do next season. They're certainly going to have to do this. If they want to win the title, they're going to have to 
really they, they can't win the title grafting the way like this. It won't, I don't think it'll be enough. Joe Hart did very well. Should, playing in the way City are playing. Do you think he's worked his way back into the England squad after yesterday? Tremendous, yeah, I think so, definitely. Yeah. That save towards the end, the one he mm. pushed around the post with Fantasy. Like old was, school. He's always been Gordon, capable Gordon of that. Banks situation, wasn't it? It was a great save. He's always been able to do that. The ones that get you, the ones that sort the of one, go no, his he made body. three very interesting saves, three mm. different saves. He made a one on one save, you know, in the first half that led to that corner where. I actually thought the corner was a bit dodgy. I thought Hazard played it twice, but nobody seemed to pick that up. West Ham had stopped and appealed for that. Mm. And then the save from Alonso, as you say, and then the save from uh, Giroud. Tremendous, you know. That doesn't, you know, honestly, Moses. <laughs> Some players like him and Sterling, they just get into this position, they just panic. Yeah. You can see they just, you can see what happens, and they just hit it far too hard. They're trying to sort of bust the net, you know, and it just... Sails into the crowd. So yeah. anyway, there's still plenty more football to talk mm. about, and we will be joined in the studio by Paul Jiggins from the Sun. I don't know where he was this weekend. I was looking for his byline. Mm. He'll tell us. He may have had a weekend off. Who knows? Uh, but we will reflect on some of the other big stories uh, from the weekend's football. Uh, also, in this hour, we'll take you around Europe. Kevin Hatchard will be here, European football expert. Some big stories. Uh, some very interesting stories, especially from Italy. We'll give you more on that later on. Actor Tom Rosenthal is here. He's a big Arsenal fan. He's, uh, his show Plebs returns. This week on ITV2, and you said Friday night dinner as well on Channel 4, is that right? That's right, right yeah. in both of those. Mm. And Graham Pohl says the officials generally had a pretty woeful weekend, and he'll be telling us why. We've got a world record holder to uh, salute, and we're going to talk a bit of F1 after the Bayern Oh, and sporting Grand Prix. experiences. I oh, like yes. A lot. Let's set this up. Should we do yeah. it? I'll tell you what. Yeah, let's do it. We'll do it now, shall we? Do yeah, it. Do it now. Let's Go do on. it now. Let's get it on the way, because we want to hear from you this afternoon. Mm. Um, this is a really interesting uh, idea by a company we may catch up with called Leisure Link Golf Holidays. Mm. And they offer you the Seve experience. That sounds good. So uh, it basically the parts of the world where Seve played in, in his young days and also in some of the courses he designed. So you go off to Santander, you get a guided tour of mm. Santander, yeah. and then a nice hotel in Santander Bay, and uh, you're going to get a Seve movie. And you watch mm. a lot of his films, watch him in action. In nice uh, yeah. his nice, great yeah. uh, uh, major victories, while you tuck into wine and tapas. Nice, very nice, isn't yeah. it? Then the next day, you go on a Seve uh, homage boat trip, oh, yeah. where you can play a shot from the bow of the boat. Is that something Seve did? I well, he must, I mean, he must have done. Yeah, yeah, it would be a bit random otherwise. <laughs> before being whisked <laughs> off for eighteen holes. Yeah, at uh, one of his uh, his, his childhood mm. club, yeah. which is lovely, isn't it? Following day, you play a nine-hole ballastier off designed uh, course. And day four, um, you play another one of his courses, boasting spectacular sea views. So it's the full Seve experience. Yeah, it's very good. I've, I've been on one of these sporting things. I went on the David Warner experience. Oh, yeah, what yeah. was that like? It includes a visit to a sandpaper factory. Oh, that's nice, yeah. And Roy Chubby Brown comes in and swears at you, right in your face. Is that right? Yeah. That's brilliant, isn't I it? Think really? it could work. And I went on the Alan Brazil experience. <laughs> oh, and. Yeah. All I know is it was really good, but I can't remember any of it. So I can't actually give you any of the yeah, details. Excellent. Can't rem- there so must be more of these out there, the there sporting experience. Let's go into business together, talk sport listeners this afternoon. If any of these take off, we'll cut you in, definitely. Um, so let us know. We're on other sporting experiences, much like the David Warner, the mm. Seve, and indeed the Allen Brazil. So mm. um, come up with a few this afternoon. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. You can text to 81089 or you can tweet... To TSH and J, TSH A. Get your own onions, you peel them in front of you, and you burst into tears. You burst into tears, that's right, at the end of it, okay. That's quite on the nose, that one. You you can approach it however you like, short and sweet or or elaborate as you like. But let us know this afternoon other sports stars and the experience they would lay on. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
Paul Hawksby, Annie Jacobs here on TalkSport, and alongside us uh, for the next section of the show is a man who single-handedly turned Millwall's fortunes around. It's not Neil Harris, surprisingly. <laughs> no. He's a fan of the club and son journalist Paul Jiggins. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, chaps. You're claiming that, I mean, we were, I think one of the Millwall players it's was saying... It's a tenuous claim. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's a tenuous claim. claim that, they, that uh, in, in January, they were 20 points adrift of Bristol City, but by beating them the other day, they, they went above them. So it's been some turnaround. You're claiming some it credit. Is, um I went up to I took my daughter up to Rochdale in the FA Cup replay and um we played a second or a second string team, what I would call it. I'm sure Neil Harris wouldn't call it that. And we lost one nil and I was most upset having, you know, a long way to travel, freezing mm. cold and we, all, we missed out on the chance of playing Tottenham in the next round. And I I normally took text Steve Morrison after games and um you know, become a bit of a pal and stuff. So I texted him after that and said well, you know, it vented me anger a bit and said, you know, first time sort of the gaffer's made a mistake this season, you know, 500 or 400 of us up here, not very happy. Um, you know, we're not going up, not going down. Um, we should have played a stronger team. And he sent him back then and basically said, oh, you know, the league's all important. I wouldn't be so sure about not going up. So and they sensed they were going to go on a bit I, of a I, run. I, I don't they? know, he must have done that. I mean, and I know that um, he couldn't have, oh, mm. I don't know if he could have predicted this or not. I mean, he's in the camp, he'd be a better place to tell me um, so since then I've hardly texted him it's not because we've fallen out <laughs> it's because I don't want to jinx it no so exactly I, I keep thinking that, and it's been very tempting because he's, he's played and the team have played so well and you know it, it's always good to sort of drop a text and you know he, he texts back and we'll have a chat or something about the game and it's but I can't do it because I'm frightened the moment I do it I'll be the, when the run ends yeah. the championship's the most interesting league at the moment the Premier League's done isn't it City are going to win it the top four's done probably West Brom definitely down Stoke almost certainly could be Southampton that's the only place up for grabs whereas the championship it's so Fulham could even catch Cardiff after what Friday night yeah, I think our, our run has only been matched I think and our uh, turnaround in form has only been matched by Fulham I think if you look at it it's strange because we come up obviously via the playoffs and we get into that situation again and there's no pressure on us. Mm. And we've also experienced this situation for the past two seasons. You know, um, the first season we lost the playoff against uh, Barnsley. Last year we came up against Bradford. So the squad there know what it's like to go into the last games mm. having to, you know, uh, and the pressure of these games and the running and the pressure of the games of the playoffs as well. Um, if I'm being honest, I don't think we'll make it. I think we'll just miss out on it. But that said, if we do get into the playoffs, then blimey, you never know. To get real, then I would maybe Neil, fancy Neil Warner was fantastic, wasn't he? Friday night and Saturday morning, he's so mm. defiant. And he's done a brilliant job there. But I mean, he, he it was slightly hypocritical of him, wasn't it? I mean, he's he's annoyed enough managers and enough well, Mark, people in his in his career. Mark's been in touch. He went on the Neil Warnock experience. Oh yeah. He said, I got there and, and the, the welcome meeting, he just told me to <laughs> off as I tried to shake his hand. Oh, yeah. That's a I love the Neil Warnock experience. He did me. try and apologise, old Nuno, didn't he? Spirito Santo. He did, yeah. he did, he did sort of try to apologise, but he, did, he wasn't interested. He wasn't it, it was a great it. moment, though, wasn't it? And it, it, some sort of both managers up, really. And mm. uh, you can see why, certainly see why Neil Warnock was unhappy. Mm. Um, there sometimes is. Uh, a, a way of etiquette after a game, and you should, I think, yeah. manager. He could have but, just shook his hand but, and then burst on. But for the sometimes, yeah. for such a passionate manager that Neil is, hmm. yeah. he maybe should have realised that it was the heat of the moment. It was a you know a sensational finale to the game, and it, you know just it's when I want to be with his players. And it, look, 
the two he's upset though, Poulis and Warner, are curmudgeonly types, <laughs> aren't they? Probably picked the wrong two, really, not to shake hands with. It's, in- uh, it's interesting there. There was a, he, he was kind of hinting at the fact he's almost saying, I don't know, they bring him up in Portugal. And it, they, you know, it was, I don't know what they do over in Portugal. We do things differently here. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, it, and it was interesting. There was a Matthew Sy wrote a piece in the Times magazine at the weekend with, um, with Eric Dyer. I call him a Renaissance man. Really? And wow. uh, because he's yeah, we sort of quite urbane, you know, and he he talks oh, yeah. a lot about <clears throat> and um he said he comes he, from quite a middle class background, yeah. I mean, and he, he sort parents, of loves uh, yeah. he loves art and um he was saying mm. oh, Matthew said who's your favourite artist? And he said, Oh I'd I'd say I'd have to say Mark Rothko. So there, but there really? was a big, <laughs> but, there is, but there is a re- <laughs> but there is I don't get Mark Rothko in any shape or form unless he was a kit designer. Well I mean yeah, so they do great big great big sort of Wodges of colour. I mean, they've still got that Roth. They've got a Rothko room in there. The Tate, the big old room. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll move on. Terrible. But the reason I bring this up is not so we can talk about Mark Rothko and the, the, you know, it's that (laughs) Eric Dyer lost the ball really cheaply and Stoke nearly equalised the other day. And someone didn't shout out Rothko, you could have done better. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I said, yeah, I felt if I'd been there, I would have shared, spent less time thinking about the Rothko exhibition, Eric. You wouldn't have done that. So it doesn't matter. It's going to be a stick to beat him with, really. He yeah. also said, it was interesting, he said parents in, he, didn't, he obviously didn't go through youth football in this country, mm. and um, I think it's been a bit of a sh- shock when he's been told by some of the uh, younger members of the team what it's like for a young English player coming through and what the parents are like when they're 10, 11 years old. See, yeah. I, love, I just love the idea now, because him and Deli Alli are obviously very, very yeah. close. Mm. Very of him dragging Deli to the tape. Yeah. They should definitely, I think they may have done that. Or they what a favour Gareth Southgate has done Spurs. I mean, just by the way he treated him. Gives you a bit of hope for the what, summer. Deli Alli, The think? way he treated him in that window, not to pick him, give him 10 minutes, really... You know, sent a message to him, and boy, has he been much better in the two games. Since. I have to say, just before the national break, um, there were three of us who weren't and privileged to be um, sitting down with Delhi for, for an hour and just interviewing him. And some of the stuff that was written about him during the national break was not the player I recognised mm. who we spoke to about being immature, mm. um, all for himself. Uh, in fact, totally opposite. I, I was, I went in there with maybe a few, few preconceptions, and you can't mm. help but do that when you see him behave like he has done in. You know, early parts of the season, and certainly towards the end of last season, in some games, and yet what saw before us was like a really sort of eloquent, softly spoken, quite shy young man. Mm. Um, certainly not sort of brash and flash, and only thinking the cash, as people have said. Um, and it's interesting because what Southgate has done during the interview, uh, Delhi was talking about how he'd overcome his adversity growing up in, mm. in his, uh, the area conditions where he lived and what his home life was like and he'd overcome that to become the star he is today so almost what Southgate has done and I agree totally by leaving him out what he's done is, is give Delhi the thing he loves to do most in that sense in that overcome adversity and have a fight mm. you know really sort of and you sort of you write him off at your peril if you like mm. And I love his vision. I mean, that little assist for waiting, for waiting for Ericsson very, to turn very up. Very clever yeah. football. And look, just just Lingard's not done a mm. foot wrong since, but suddenly now Delhi's mm. without even playing for England, well, got, a, got his place back in the team. You would a, think yeah, it's mm. a good yeah. problem for Southgate. Tampa, but Chelsea, but you know, certainly yeah. um, he showed it at Chelsea last week. It's becoming the home for mm. you know resurrecting England careers with Joe Hart yesterday as well, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport.
Good afternoon, Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. Plebs returns to ITV2 tonight. Um, a fourth series. Fantastic. That's very impressive mm. for any sitcom in uh, these days. Um, and uh, from Plebs, made a welcome return, Arsenal fan, comedian Tom Rosenthal. Tom, good to see you. Good to see you too. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's great going, though. Four series of a sitcom. <laughs> I know. We're very, very fortunate. Yeah. My parents can't believe it. <laughs> uh, yeah, just big thanks to ITV2. Do keep commissioning you've it. You've got it's, two, uh, we'll talk, come to that at second one, but you've got two long-running sitcoms that you've been involved in, which I, is I don't great. really know... Well, no, Why? Why? <laughs> very, very lucky, and I just yeah, long may it continue. Please. So maybe if there's anybody who's coming to Plebs mm. for the first time, then mm. tonight they think, oh, I've not seen that. I will catch up, which I probably yeah, can do. Um, tell us what it's about. It's a gang of lads uh, trying to make it in the big city. The big city just happens to be ancient Rome. It's got a kind of up Pompeii slash in betweeners kind of vibe, mm. uh, and uh, yeah, there's lots of chasing girls. Uh, you know, being sick. And uh, just, just bawdy sexual humour, but in togas. There's some know. good haircuts as well. Great haircuts. Show some many great mm. haircuts. And uh, some, who, some... who writes it? Uh, it's written by a guy called Tom Basden. Mm. Uh, who you might recognise from the Ricky Gervais Life on the Road movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's also by a guy called Sam Leifer, who directs it as well. Very, very clever mm-hmm. Jewish man. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, yeah, you've got a decent cast as well, haven't you? Um, I'd say you've got uh, Robert Lindsay popping up. Robert Lindsay's in the first episode, wow, yeah, wow. playing a sort of property developer called Crassus. Uh, we've got Ashling B popping up this series, Rachel Paris... Ollie Locke from Made in Chelsea. Oh, yeah. You yeah. big Made in Chelsea fans, I assume, guys? Oh, no, you never miss. <laughs> never. I don't think never I've miss. ever even watched one of them. Daniel Rigby, of course, fine actor as well. Daniel Rigby work. slips in, yeah. We, 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 and if you haven't seen the rest of Plebs, we've got loads of big hitters knocking about in there. Danny Dyer pops up, we cut his head off. <laughs> it's, uh, we, we really do our best to chuck as many celebrities as, as we can at Fantastic. the uh, viewing party. Yeah, well, let's, well, let's, let's hear a bit, shall we? Yeah. So we've got a little clip mm. uh, of the show, and this is uh, the fellas holding a job interview. Welcome to the Crown and Toga. Thank you so much for coming in. Please do take a seat. Cool, thank you. So, Pia. How did you hear about the waitressing position? Oh, yeah. Well, I was sunbathing down by the river and he, that one, lay down beside me and said I would be perfect for it. Did he now? And do you have any experience in the service industry? No, I'm a model. Perfect. Mm. What about how are you with taking down orders? Yeah, I'm actually illiterate. So, not great. Well, she can just remember the orders. Oh, no, I've got a shocking memory. But I suppose I could draw little pictures of them, maybe. Perfect. And, Pia, tell me, how do you stay in such great shape? I run a lot and swim. Perfect. <laughs> Utterly irrelevant. Yeah, I've got a question. What's your favourite bit of a chicken to eat? Mm, I guess the meat. Mm. Well, I think we've heard enough. We'll let you know. <laughs> there you go. Four it? series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a funny thing with comedy because mm. what catches on and what doesn't, I mean, we were saying to you just before the, uh, you, we started the interview, I loved flat TV and, and you only got one series of that. It deserved much more than that. It was a brilliant, <laughs> absolutely brilliant thing. I know the producer loved yeah. it as well. It well, was... I mean, yeah, the two shows uh, that I'm in that I don't write, I've got four series and the one that I did, only one. Yeah. <laughs> what, what does that mean? <laughs> Uh, it's frustrating because I think all of these comedies <clears throat> need somebody who believes in them and <clears throat> gives them a chance because it's quite rare for something just to take off from the word go. 
Yeah, well, it would be it would be rude of me to ask for uh, any more series in the other show because we, as, as as we've said, we've done so well um, with Friday Night Dinner and Plebs, mm. and we're and just hugely thankful to to Channel Four and yeah. ITV Two for giving us that opportunity, and we really hope to make the most of it. So do tune in to Plebs tonight, Monday. Yes, <laughs> it's on at um, ten o'clock, ten p.m. and ten thirty. We've got a double bill. Oh, okay, oh, excellent. Very um, the, exciting stuff. The the outfits, and I just wonder when you finally when you do the the last mm. episode, and they, they kind of break down the set. Uh, never to use it again. I wonder if you're. T- I, I used to write for Frankie Howard years ago and did some writing at his house once. And he used. To, he, he had a few props. Right. He took a when they when they well, closed down Pompeii. when they turned down the they closed down the up Pompeii set. He took a few bits with him, That's, which he had in his in his house. That's not really <laughs> how it works. So I, I, I mean, I, for our set, I mean, I, I couldn't steal any of it because it's a big film set in Bulgaria. And uh, there's like big movies come in and well, essentially how it happens is a big movie comes in, spends millions of pounds on the set. Hmm. And then we sneak in a little ITV2 sitcom and just film on the bits that they've built. Uh, so you can't just steal any of it. It's not built for plebs. It's very much built for You're, 300. Maybe keep your toga. I mean, you can always get, you know, for a, for a future party. <laughs> well, never, you can have the it. table from Friday night dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a family's table. We can't take that either. Yeah. We take over this poor family's house. Really? Right? And uh, we, 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 we live in it for six in weeks. Is actual house? Yes, a real house in Mill Hill. Good and, Lord. Uh, the, it, so we, we have, this is the fifth series we've just filmed, and in between mm. the fourth and fifth series, the the woman who owns it was told that she could completely redecorate, and we wouldn't be doing any more series. Oh. And then we went back, and we went, actually, oh, we, we are going to need that. So we, <laughs> we had to redecorate our house completely back to how it is in the show. Really? And now she's in the process of redecorating it back. <laughs> I prefer it how it is in the show, to be honest. But hopefully, she's not a talk sport listener. <laughs> if, if you want to take a bit, a bit to the, we had. Mm. Um, uh, uh, John Slattery in the studio when you were off actually only the, uh, mm. Roger Sterling in Mad Men for years of course mm. and uh, oh, right. I, when they when they finished Mad Men I said did you take any any mementos he said there was a desk lamp I always had my eye and that was in the office it was in uh, Roger's office so he had that away so he always <laughs> took a little memento yeah, which they were good. allowed to do uh, now uh, you are an Arsenal fan as well aren't yes you, yes very sort of bizarre time to be an Arsenal we, fan we've probably mm. covered why I've talked to your dad about this uh, Jim of course people who know a fine uh, uh, sports presenter and but Jim's not an Arsenal fan but he, Jim always says you know, he, he kind of he went and he moved to that part of London. They were the local team. That's you know, but he didn't let you. He didn't make you be an Oxford fan, did he? No, he's, I think he's been very, very kind to me in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> My lifetime Oxford have been abysmal. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's strange time to be an Arsenal fan. It's sort of, we, we, we've won. I think we've won eight in a row or something like that. We've had a great run of form, but the stadium is like empty, hmm. and there's this sort of. General, well, they're not playing well. Players. I mean, even though they won yesterday, they didn't play well. They're not convincing in games, are they? But we, really? we said we were nil nil at home to Stoke last week, and we got booed off at half time. And you think <laughs> that's a bit much, isn't it? Booing yeah. them off just for not quite beating Stoke. And but the, I think it's it's very strange because there's always people moaning at Arsenal around me, uh, and actually the people who are like moan the most have just stopped turning up. Um, really? So. Uh, it I mean, still could turn out to be not a bad season. It is worse than anger. We were talking about this earlier. We were talking to John Norman mm. about this, about the cricket, weren't we, really? Just, you know, Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. And when sort of anger turns to apathy, that's yeah. actually worse than anger, isn't it? Tell <laughs> me all about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it's, it's, it's not what you want. I mean, you wonder what's going to break... The- what might break this yeah, you'd cycle? Think, you'd think two years out of the Champions League is what, you know, because he always used that top four as the reason that he was mm. staying about. <laughs> and, I think uh, it's still to be decided. If you win the Europa League, get back in the Champions League, then mm. he'll feel justified in staying. If that doesn't happen, yeah. it could be a different story. He's a, he's a very stubborn man, though. I, yeah. I, I, can, I can see us losing and him just trying to stick about. It's, it's are so are the fans still split, then, Tom? Would you I say would say the majority are now looking for a change, to right. be honest. I think, I think there's a lot of respect for him, and they, they want him to make his own... I mean, I'm definitely in the campus, and they want him to make his own decision to move upstairs. Um, but it's becoming increasingly obvious that I don't think he is going to give it up. He's like fr- freely said in an interview that he, he's got nothing else in his life. Hmm. And he, he feels like a kind of King Lear sort of grabbing on to power <laughs> until he goes totally <laughs> insane. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's just a very strange atmosphere uh, at the moment. Even, even if we are beating teams, people, people don't want to go. And it's very sad. Mm. Very sad. Yeah, well, I think they're just disappointed that it's been another Groundhog Day style season. But yeah, it's, it's still exactly it's, you like never Arsenal. you never know. You never know what will happen. We always then. put on an amazing run of form. As soon as the season's over, that's when we win like ten games in a row. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. we always get these respectable finishes in the league. It's it's, it's it, there's there's a mental block there. I think mm. as soon as it looks like we could do something. We'll just lose three in a row, and it's it's all very depressing. But anyway, Plebs is on TV tonight, guys. <laughs> yes, you and you're, like you're playing in a charity game, you were telling us. Oh, so, I yeah. am, actually, yes. Next Sunday at Northampton Town, if anyone wants to see me probably rupture my cruciate ligament again. <laughs> you any good? Do you, you do um, I definitely used to be before injuring my cruciate ligament twice. I mean, not as good as, obviously, a lot of the people who would have been on this show before. Mm. But, um, yeah, come down. Sixfield Stadium. It's for, you know, kids' cancer. It's a good cause. One of the teams is managed by Alan Carr, one of them by Katie Price. So there'll be some interesting tactics. Uh, who's, really. whose team are you in? Hopefully Alan Carr's. <laughs> well, he's got a bit of football pedigree. He has. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, he has, of course. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, uh, he's his dead. old man. Yeah, yeah sure. that's right. Uh, Tom, good to see you. Thank you very much for having me. Give our best to your dad. Give my best to your mm. entire family. Okay, I will do. You don't know any of them, but that's the difference. But it's okay, I will do that. I will do that. Please do. I will definitely do that. Even the extended family, you never talk to them. Okay, well, I'll phone them. I'll phone them. To, I'll get back in touch. That's the, cat, that's the catalyst I needed. Um, so, yeah, Plebs is back. 10 o'clock tonight on ITV2 for a fourth series. Friday night dinner uh, next month as well. Um, it's uh, Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on mm. Talk Sports. Uh, we were looking to go into business with you this afternoon. Uh, we'll tell you why, in case you weren't with us in the first hour. 
a, uh, a company called LeisureLink Golf Holidays allow you to go on the Seve experience where yeah, you fly to uh, Spain, you go to Santander, and uh, you have a night of Seve films and memories, and you tuck into wine and tapas, and then the next day you go on a Seve homage boat trip. Mm. You play a shot from the bow of a boat. You're whisked off for 18 holes at uh, his childhood course, and then over the next couple of days you play Seve-designed uh, courses uh, in that part of Spain. And, uh, yeah, it's the whole. You Basically, you're steeped in the great Seve Ballesteros. So we were wondering if there were other uh, similar tours that we could put on mm. with sports people. So uh, if you've got any suggestions this afternoon, we can have the... We mentioned the Alan Brazil experience. We gave you the David Warner the experience. The David Warner experience, yeah. The uh, Alan's one is... It's brilliant, but you just basically can't remember any of it. That's the problem. Warner's, you get a visit to a sandpaper factory, you get sworn at by Roy Chubby Brown. It's excellent. Yeah. So the um, full thing. I like the El Hajj Juf experience. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, you get a free autographed umbrella. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. What have we got? Um, we've got a couple of these coming. Uh, the Fred Truman experience, where a few... A few this is from... Um, <laughs> Gerbil of Stoke, a, f- a furious bloke bursts through a paper screen, punches you in the mouth. Uh, that, that's not much of an experience, is it? Not really. Um, so you can keep those coming. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089. Tweet to TSH&J. Think of the sports mm. star. And what would their uh, similar experience to the Seve one entail? Let us know this afternoon. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089. Or tweet to TSHNJ, T-S-H-A-N-D-J. I must say, I got very excited this morning when we were having our uh, call about the show, and Daily Call, and you said to me, there's a new book on John Arlott. And, uh, it's uh, co-written E-W's by and Stephen Fry. He said to me, Stephen Fry. I said, yeah. oh, I'd love to meet Stephen Fry. Great to get him in, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. And he said to me, oh, no, it's not Stephen Fry, Stephen Fay. Stephen Fay. <laughs> Stephen, if you're listening, Stephen <laughs> Fay, this is. <laughs> we still want to talk to you. <laughs> yes. Uh, the book looks very interesting, actually, so we will get someone yeah, in. Yeah, and then there's Hugh Laurie's book on Dan Maskell. Oh, no, it's Hugh Lolly. Hugh Lolly. Of course it is. Yeah, of course it's, it is. It's an easy mistake to make, <laughs> yeah, so, right. yeah. Uh, um, Justin Bieber. Oh, yeah, is he coming in? No, we should have... Was he, was he written a book about CB Fry, is he? <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you imagine... Oh, they're all yeah. doing them, yeah. That would be... That's probably the most unlikely it's thing great. ever to happen. Justin Bieber Justin writes Bieber's a book about Justin C.B. Fry. comes in with his hype man comes in, and then he comes in afterwards and says, you could jump on a mantle piece. And it's fantastic. He, yeah. he recreates, Justin recreates all of C.B. Fry's thing. He, he smokes a cigar yeah. and breaks the long jump record. That's right, yeah, that would be great. Justin, come in and tell us about your new book on C.B. Fry. It's not going to happen. No, I'm surprised uh, Graham Paul didn't mention this, this uh, tackle that he put in on the weekend that was definitely a red card was, what uh, justin bieber yeah do you see this tackle look how high it is over the ball terrible tackle, yeah. justin martin bieber, atkinson thought it was okay though you get <laughs> I mean, he said that's fine there's nothing wrong with that you get at all. yellow when you're justin bieber and katie price have you seen this uh, she's been accused of and it's true she's been accused of ripping off her fans by flogging clothes and accessories online at vastly inflated prices and okay she launched this um, thing called the house of kp and uh, I, tried, I tried to order some cricket gear from her. <laughs> Did you really? What happened? <laughs> it didn't even arrive. Looking, yeah, can I, you haven't got any thigh pads, have you? <laughs> yeah. That'd be good, wouldn't thigh it? Thigh pads. Yeah. Two <laughs> thigh pads and a thigh fold. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, talkie boss uh, Gary Hours branded mm. the referee in the Dover game a, a joke. Uh, when he awarded Dover a penalty, which they went on to win the game. Um, but I actually thought he did well. <laughs> the producer in my say, take a look at yourself, mate. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought he did. You, you're, anti, you're very anti-talky um, <laughs> since our producer I turned am, his yeah, back on anti. Chelsea getting beaten by Barcelona. I know, that's it. So yeah. uh, I, thought, uh, I thought it was a bit unlucky, but it was a fine penalty. And I think that's all. In I think the end, the result. 
that we wanted happened. Chester went, didn't they? They went at the weekend, John. I looked Did at John they? as a, uh, the man who co-presents the National Obsession National mm. League podcast. Chester, the first team, I think, to officially go this season. Mr. Mm. Big Knot, of course, Marcus <laughs> Big Knot in charge. Yeah, yeah, it must be uh, tough times for them. Yeah, difficult for them, and uh, Mike Parry won't be happy. And, he certainly uh, won't be. There's uh, <laughs> a fabulous bit of tabloidese in the Daily Star today. The headline is Rinder's Chicago Dream, and it says Telly Star Judge Rinder is bidding to swap the courtroom for the West End stage. Nice. Uh, Rinder, real name Robert. No, really, I thought it was called Judge. <laughs> Brilliant, <laughs> isn't it? Judge Reinhold is a name. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. I suppose there are people who think he's, that is his name, Judge Rinder. Rugby League this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Huddersfield 28, Castleford 40. And uh, Castleford's mm. caretaker boss, Chris Thorman, blasted the Giants players at half-time with a crescendo of profanity. And I, <laughs> I love I think Dan's, pl- Dan's played on their first album. <laughs> <They're kind> of, <laughs> that sounds like that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, they're sort of thrash metal band, yeah. I think they are. They're very good, uh, from Smethic, crescendo of profanity. <laughs> I, I like go, them, I might yeah. go and see them very soon. They're tremendous. Yeah. And uh, this text to the star as well. It's Luke Jasper who wrote in. He said, absolutely sick of turning the telly on and seeing Claire balding all the time. Bring back Melanie Sykes and Anthea Turner. What, to present what? the Commonwealth Games? <laughs> I don't think they ever did that. I think they'll probably get a, they'll probably get a tilt with the generation game if you leave it long enough. I think we all will, won't we? Oh, yeah, we will. I think in the end, it'll sort of John, it'll just be picking names out there. John Virgo and Lee Catamon. <laughs> Just give it to anybody. <laughs> Who would you like to sing? Let's have the unlikeliest duo you can think of. Because they're just slinging at anybody now. Who should, go, do, yeah. who should do the uh, generation game? Have you got any thoughts? <laughs> About um, Billy Jean King and Joe Pasquale. I think they'd do a job. <laughs> they'd do a Yeah, the pair of them together. We're just throwing at anybody at the moment. And uh, I saw this uh, advert in the, in the sun this morning for the... Uh, West Ham United Precision Chronograph Watch. It's, it's tremendous. It only works for 15 minutes in every 90. Oh, OK. It's yeah, you're bitter, aren't you, there. Andy? You're bitter today. <laughs> I, can, I can see that. Now, um, another crackpot server of the day features um, hmm. someone with a vested interest in repeats because uh, they have uh, spoken to people around the country. And basically, people repeat their lives. They have a bit. It's a bit of a Groundhog Day existence. Oh, most yeah. of us live it's these not days. Awesome venue, is it? No, it isn't. Yeah. It isn't. Uh, let me look at the things that they say. The top ten things we all do, kind of on repeat. Oh yeah, you okay. get the idea yeah. of this very quickly. Yeah. And let's see where these fit with you. We, we realised last week you're not the handiest of handymen. No, I am a creature of. You habits. are very much a creature. Of habit. I'm expecting mm. this to come up uh, very high. Yeah. Uh, watch the same TV shows. Well, most people do that. Well, don't most of course, I watch Neighbours every well, you, day. You yeah. find something you like. Wouldn't yeah. watch stuff that. Uh, no. that's not any good for the sake of it. No, absolutely. Got any other thoughts on the? I want you to come up with two names, top of your head, who could present the generation. Two game. names, top of the head, who could present the generation game. Um, Bob Bupka, yeah, and um, Melanie Sykes. Melanie Sykes, I miss her. <laughs> I miss her as well. About Claire Balding and uh, yeah, Bob, yeah. Claire Balding and Bob Bupka. That's that's a that's a winner, isn't it? <laughs> So, anyway, watch the same TV yeah. shows. Uh, yeah. Listen to the same radio show, which we don't mind, actually, as long mm. as it's this one, obviously. But everybody listens to this. That's how you listen to radio. People yeah. listen to the same thing at the same time. I always said to you, we just do, people only hear about 20 minutes of the show. We just keep doing the same 20 minutes over and well, over. Well, we haven't. That's a big mistake we've made, Andy. We, you know. Yeah, I know. We, we give you lots of content. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah there's <laughs> people shouting at their radio. What, really? What content? Really? Exactly. Yeah. Um, take the same route to work. I try and vary mine, Andy. Yeah, I like to vary mine. Mainly to keep bit, that yeah. hitman off my track. No, it's not. I, I do it really because <laughs> yeah. it just freshens things up, doesn't it? Yeah, you want to be going a different. Wear route. the same clothes weekly. 
You're a bit like that, aren't you? Yeah, you're the man, you're the only man I know who travels abroad and has an outfit. And I mean, it's what he calls it, folks. He calls it an outfit. He has an outfit that he travels out in. Then he comes home. In he the, flies home in the same, in the outfit. same outfit. Yeah, it's my outfit. Do you wear anybody out there wear an outfit? Well, the thing is, I'm one of these people who, who a bit old-fashioned, but I, I like to get dressed up for traveling. I can't stand these it's people like who get, tour get to on you, a plane it? with their shorts and their flip-flops on, and they look terrible. Really, want to leave They're never going to get an upgrade. You, oh, you and your correspondent <laughs> shoes. Yeah, there's the method in your madness. <laughs> yeah, then. yeah, you're looking to get. Yeah, okay. They don't do that on EasyJet. No, but you want to. You know, you want to look nice, don't you? It's the same. It's the same if you go to the theatre. You should look smart. You should look. You wear a three-piece suit. Um, yeah. Anyway, eat the same breakfast. Do you do that? Oh, I definitely every do day. Every day. Yeah. Every day. Great. Marvelous. Yeah. Order the same coffee. Yeah, yeah, very much. Mm. Eat the same lunch. Don't have lunch, do you? Don't have lunch. You've eaten so much breakfast, you're drifting <laughs> and out of consciousness. He doesn't eat lunch. Uh, most of it being his beard, so we mm. know what he had. <laughs> same meals each week. You do that? Ish, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Order the same takeaway. You're king of the. I don't see you with a takeaway. No, I don't like takeaway in general. It's... Don't, don't like takeaway in general. Well, I don't because it's not as good as eating it, either cooking it yourself or eating in a restaurant. It's always a bit. You know, it's been around for about half an hour since they cooked it. So, you know, no, Chinese no. is much better when you eat it in he's the a, restaurant. He's a, he's a very fussy man. Well. And uh, visit the same cinema. That was the last of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you did okay. tend to go to the same one. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That was, a fa- I tell you, that was, of all the pointless surveys, that was probably one of the most I pointless ever. Incredibly pointless. Um, let's return to football. Um, mm. The uh, Shrewsbury player who played yesterday in the Czech Trade Trophy against Lincoln, well done, Lincoln mm. and the Cowleys, and a, f- a fine victory Thank for them. Thank really, that Chelsea yeah. didn't get to the, their under 21s didn't get to the final. It would have been ridiculous. It would have been. Well, any. They wouldn't, especially the same day West under Ham 21 side. Mind you, I reckon more people would have probably gone to Wembley. They might have done. Um, Toto Enciala, who's one of the uh, players there, he um, he had to wear a protective mask because he had a, I think he's got a fractured cheekbone or mm. quite a nasty injury. But they're proper flavour flav. Look at that little picture. They're, they're very stylish uh, eye masks. He's, <laughs> he's gone is... with a white one. And it's like, it's uh, yeah, like a pair of Elton John's old glasses from the seventies. <laughs> oh, fantastic! So they didn't get the result, but mm. uh, that was certainly a standout moment from that game. This is a strange letter as mm. well. C. Dodd of Durham wrote to the Mail on Sunday. I don't care what Alicia Dixon wears. If she were in a sack, she'd still be the best-looking person on TV. And she's hardly ageing at all. I can't believe she's 39. Well, it's not old, is it? 39. Uh, they're co- no, it's, it's not really. They're coming up with uh, great ideas for, yeah. <laughs> for co-presenters of the Generation Game. Oh, yeah. Recco gives us Gail Ems and Willie Nelson. <laughs> That's good, yeah. You'd tune in, wouldn't I you? I would, yeah. I mean, I like Mel and Sue. They're very good at what they do, but they wouldn't necessarily make yeah. me tune in to watch it. But yeah. if somebody told me Bab McNace, Gail Ems and uh, country star Willie Nelson <laughs> yeah. um, were going to be on it, yeah. I'd tune in. I'd be interested in the chemistry. <laughs> Roy Keane and Ryland Clark. Says Dean. Not an, I can't see an obvious chemistry there. Mm. I think there'd be a, a, a few. Look, oh, Roy might be looking daggers yeah. after he's called babes for the eighth time. Yeah. Um, Jeff Capes and Lulu. <laughs> uh, Bob uh, Partridge gives. I like that one. Yeah. Alid. Lulu and, would definitely give her a trademark. Well. Yeah, she, but she, in tune. And Jeff would she. throw a, di- a shot put. Yeah, he wouldn't throw a discus. <laughs> no. I break the habit of a lifetime. Um, <laughs> Alid and Vinnie Jones, says uh, Dave. They could be good. And, uh, yeah, OK. Well, look, keep them coming. Talksport.com. We're looking for those. And we're Just looking... chosen because they had the same last name. <laughs> we're looking for... Well, I'd... yeah, I'm, uh, my favourite is definitely Gail Ims and Willie Nelson at the moment. And also the experiences. The uh, mm. Tell us about those. Adam said he went to the Peter Odom Wingy experience. He said, I drove 200 miles, only to be turned away. <laughs> Very disappointing. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talksport. 
Good afternoon, Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talks. Now, you're probably thinking, oh, yeah, you said you're going to talk Formula One, but that's not why we're playing that. Oh. We're talking bass guitars now and a world oh. record featuring uh, a bass guitar. Um, and Mark Edwards is the man that did it. He played the bass to be a, a Canadian. The Canadian record was 40 uh, hours nonstop. Uh, for Why did charity. Just do 41 then? Because he wanted to smash. I'm guessing. I'm not oh, speaking yeah, okay. for him. He's here now. <clears throat> he wanted to smash the record. Right. Uh, good afternoon, Mark. Oh, good afternoon, gents. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, well done. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Fifth, did that one feature the chain at any point by Fleetwood Mac? Did that baseline pop up? It did. And, and, you know, listening to it then, it would have been a very good choice, actually. But uh, maybe next time we'll see. Yeah. So there's, there's an old joke that Mark King from Level 42 mm. used to tell, and it probably is a bit of an old muso gag, but it's the bloke who's the explorer uh, in the jungle. He goes into the jungle and he comes across a tribe of natives. And um, he sleeps there and he stays there. But all night he can't sleep because of the incessant uh, sound of the drums. The drums are playing all night. So he goes to the chief and he said, uh, police chief, can you do something about the drums? And the chief says, the drums must not stop. So two or three nights go by. The guys had no kip. The drums, the drums constantly playing. Goes to the chief again. He said, he said, no, the drums must not stop. So in the end, he's desperate. He said, please, chief, please stop the drums. And he said, tell me, what happens when the drums stop? And he says, bass solo. <laughs> oh, no, it's classic, and I have heard that. Yeah, one, actually, but, uh, that's yeah. what that's that's it, isn't it? Really, it's just no one. No one goes to a gig thinking, "Yeah, I can't wait for the bass solo." <laughs> Even no. Stanley Clark fans think, "I could done without that twenty-five minute bass solo." So it's, it, it's it's not the most popular of instruments, is it? Just to listen to for fifty hours. No, no, yeah, yeah, absolutely right. It, it's the sort of you know, it's like a central defensive midfielder in a football team. <laughs> anyway. You're there to play a role, and you do your part, but you're part of the overall sound, really. Yeah. Uh, but I love the instrument. I, I really do. And I, you, you, your ear tunes to it, I suppose, as the years go on. You get, you're always listening to it when you're a bass player. But uh, I agree. It's not the most glamorous of instruments. But uh, the, the crowd stuck around. I didn't seem to bore them too much. They were absolutely marvellous. And uh, it was a fantastic experience, the whole thing. And it was all for a wonderful cause, Children's Hospice Southwest, which, which do brilliant work in, in the most trying of circumstances, mm. you know. So to, to do it for them was wonderful. Uh, it really was. It was an honour in, in reality. Brilliant, yeah. So what about physically? How did you feel afterwards? Because you'd imagine you, you saw fingers. It was what you'd imagine. God, yeah. I had some special tape with a friend of mine lent, and that really helped, actually. But as it went on, because you've got no proper rest time, you end up putting tape on top of tape and plasters on top, and your fingers are so sort of almost like sausages, really. You can't play, you know, in the way that you want to play, so you're working around that, and then your brain tires. The second night w was really, really tough. You're tired out, and, you know, you're allowed a five-minute rest break for every hour you play. In a perfect world, you do three or four hours and then have a little rest, but because you're so tired, yeah. you do an hour... And, and you've just got to quickly gain four or five minutes and you're back on and it just seemed to go on and on that second night. You've had no sleep, you're tired, your fingers are hurting. Mm. You think, God, will it ever end? But, but it does and daylight comes and you pick up and you, and you push on again. You what, know? what about the comfort breaks, Mark? How did you, did you keep playing through those? Well, no, I mean, you've you got this... Yeah. Without being too graphic at this time of day. <laughs> yeah, it'd be tricky. Yeah, no, all you can do is, literally, you take a toilet break, you, you have something to eat, uh, although you lose your appetite a lot when you're doing it. It's funny, you're not really very hungry all the time, mm. and you just sort of stand around for a minute and then go back on, really, right. you know. 
So well, they were shouting requests to the audience, were they? I mean, were you just playing, you're in a band, so were you just playing bass lines from songs that you play in bands, or was you, yeah. did you ever, did, was there a moment when you did Jazz Odyssey, like Derek Smalls, he wrote this, did you Did you <laughs> yeah. go into a proper old school solo no, at any point? I'd love to have done, but it said that part <laughs> of the rules, yeah, there's no soloing and no improvisation, so I've basically got 78 sort of rock songs, really, and they just keep playing, because you're not allowed to repeat a song within four hours, so mm-hmm. I had about five hours of material, and I just just kept playing with those songs uh, and just oh, you know, stringent so, rules. Yeah. ever so stringent, really stringent. Two different witnesses every four hours, so God people money. were coming and going. And the paperwork, everything had to be filmed twice. I had my son Ryan, who was absolutely fantastic. He did the basis on Facebook page and did all the IT, the technical stuff. He's a genius, and and, and without him, I couldn't have done it. He was absolute rock for me. So uh, with his help, together. You know, we got there. Brilliant. Yeah. What about the the actual guitar that you used? Did you use the same guitar throughout the 50 hours? I did, yeah. I had oh, wow. spare guitar, spare amps, everything. I mean, I wasn't even sure, you know, if an amplifier would play for 50 hours, you know, without a rest. But <laughs> That's true. It, it, I kept yeah. putting a feel in the tops, and it was cold. It was okay. So in the end, I used the same Fender uh, bass and the same amp from start to finish. Yeah, never changed. Wow. And the strings, no change of strings? No, I had brand new strings I'd put on literally a day before, two days before, hmm. and a new battery in the, in the guitar as well, because that only lasts so long, and that was going through my head in the last 10 hours, because when that runs out, that goes quick, you know, I thought, oh, please don't go on me now, you know. Mercifully, it didn't, and uh, everything just stuck together really well, you know. We never really had any problems in that area. Brilliant. So what's your fa- yeah. finally, what's your favourite song to play bass-wise then, Mark, whether it's uh, in the band or as you were playing the other day? Have you got a favourite? Well, yeah, as I was playing it on the day, because uh, I've got a lot of so many good songs, you know what I mean? I'd have to sit and think for an hour on that. But uh, during the event, I learnt New Year's Day by U2, and it's got a really strong driving bass. And, and while I was doing it, I don't know, that really felt great, yeah. So I would say on the bass, it's on definitely New Year's Day. Good yeah. stuff. Well, look, congratulations. Well done. And brilliantly brought back the sport because we were struggling when you said the bass player is very much the central workman-like midfield. central midfield you a, player. Are you a football fan? You sound like you I might am. be. Yeah. yeah, massive Spurs fan. Oh, yeah. God really? bless you. Well, you well, down in that, you're not, you live down in the West Country, but clearly you're not. You're from the Midlands, by the sound of it. I right? am, yeah. I came down when I was 10, but I've never lost the accent. Birmingham's always been my second team, but since I was a kidding nappies it's always been Tottenham and it is my sons as well so oh. it's in the family now yeah tremendous I mean, we can't, yeah we couldn't have called you glory hunters before we wouldn't have anyway but uh, no, yeah you're, you're, you're getting a bit of payback now after all these oh, years so isn't it? wonderful yeah. yeah long may it continue cheers yeah. Mark well done congratulations if people do still want to make a donation where can they go to find out more oh, about what you did brilliant yeah it's, there's two things on Facebook uh, Mark's Basathon page and also it's a, uh, the Just Giving page uh, Just Giving dot com forward slash fundraising forward slash basis on any more donations would be fantastic it's such a brilliant cause I'd, I'd really appreciate that thank good, you good man good to talk well to you Mark. congratulations Mark okay. Edwards there a world record breaker it was, he yeah. took it he swiped it from Canada 40 hours the Canadian 50 hours there Mark down in uh, in Westwood some Ho. achievement actually. Westwood Ho of course one of those few brilliant. places with an exclamation mark I know at the end yeah we work, discovered yeah. that earlier but no comma the producer was trying to tell me there was a comma between Westwood and Ho but that's rubbish there clearly isn't anyway um, Mary Berry and Chris Kamara says Steve Lawton would like to see them doing the generation game yeah. Robbie Savage and Mary Beard says uh, Bill Fordham that's <laughs> yeah. a winner that would, <laughs> that, that, would, that, that would be brilliant that would be brilliant we know uh, Matthew Side listens now and again maybe he can make that happen 
uh, Robbie Savage and Mary Beard together at last. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Here we go, Andy. We've got five questions, oh, yeah, basically. Yeah. We're only here for four days, but we've still got five questions oh, okay. based on those four mm. shows. I'm going to ease you in, gently. You always say that. That's usually no, no, no. This, not to get it this should be difficult. I'll tell you what, the one I was going to ask you... Yeah. I'll, let's go with the one I was going to ask you. Who was our pro on the Falls panel on Friday? So you wouldn't have got that, would you? No. OK, well, let me ease um, you in, then. With um, We spoke to our Italian football expert yeah. uh, about VAR and stuff being sent to the referees in Italy. What was being sent? What was uh, being sent to them? What was being sent to them? The referees. The referees. In protest. In the, protest. The state of VAR. This is the easy one. Uh, what we was talk- being sent to them? Um, we had to chat with Pad- Paddy Agnew about it. A whistle. I don't you know. were here, weren't you? Yeah, I, d- I don't You're remember. the one who alerted me to this story and said you, we should do it on the show. Yeah, I can't remember that. It was last Friday. <laughs> I can't remember stuff like that. Bullets. Oh, bullets. That's right, yeah. Oh, Easy a, to forget that. Andy. What an anti, fair to you. What an anti a whistle. What an anti climax. <laughs> Bullets. Uh, the former Kaiser Chiefs drummer Nick Hodgson popped in. Uh, what team does he support? He was talking about his football team. <laughs> it was definitely uh, you, Leeds. wasn't it? Leeds. Yeah, that's right. Okay, that's good. Uh, we had an England captain on the show last Wednesday. Can you remember who that England captain may have been? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, well, if I told you the sport is cricket, I think that would help, would it? Oh, Owen Morgan. Owen Morgan, yeah, yeah okay. I was hoping I wouldn't have to do that. Um, <laughs> and uh, we also spoke to Paul Watson, who's the director of the Kanifa mm. World Cup, and he mm. told us uh, a well-known uh, English referee would be involved in their World Cup. Who was the ref? Mark Clattenburg. Always oh, on mm. fire. So this is the one I thought might catch you out. Yeah. Aaron Chalmers and Michael Page, the MMA stars, popped in to see us. Oh, yeah. Um, what's <laughs> Michael Page's nickname? Uh, specific yes. nickname. It's not the Terminator. No, it's not. It's um, Snakey. It's Snakey. The Adder. <laughs> <laughs> Michael the Adder Page. Yeah, that would certainly frighten you, wouldn't it? Um, it Viper. Was, it was Venom. Venom. So what an absolute oh. disaster that was. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon. I mean, honestly, Andy, that was one of your worst <laughs> it was. bits of poor memory work. Because you said to me on Friday, there's this incredible story that the referees have been sent bullets because of the state of VAR. And I thought, well, I'll ease him into whistle. But, yeah, but it was a long weekend. There was the Masters. <laughs> was a lot of oh, well, we can all make stuff. excuses. Yeah. And, uh, and Chelsea. That's Michael just... the Adder Page. <clears throat> Chelsea are just disturbing my equilibrium. I think they the are. I can tell that. I can tell you put out. Anyway, we'll return tomorrow from one. Thanks for downloading us. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 